Hi, I'm Justin Henry from Kramer vs. Kramer and 16 Candles. I'm the next guest on On Screen Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time once again for another episode of On Screen Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 333 of On Screen and Beyond, and this week we've got a great guest coming your way. Justin Henry will be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. He was the youngest person to be nominated for an Oscar for Kramer vs. Kramer. He was also in 16 Candles and a whole bunch of other stuff. Had a chance to sit down with Justin and talk about those things. And he's a real interesting guy. He's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, the TV season, the new TV season is off and running. And uh, it's still a lot of things to come our way because they don't seem to put it like... Back in the day when they, you know, had a, a weeks of all the premieres and everything. But now they're spread over, you know, well into October and even into November sometimes. But uh, I've, I've had a chance to watch some of them there. And uh, Gotham is kind of interesting. I kind of like that one. Of course, Walking Dead will be starting up shortly. And uh, a whole lot of good stuff out there. So uh, keep an eye out for your TV to find out what's coming your way. And uh, don't forget, Saturdays you can check out KES. T.A.M. in the San Francisco Bay Area, about 8.15 a.m. in the morning on Saturdays. I'll be there with the Real to Real crew. We talk a little bit about movies, and I give them a rundown of remakes and sequels coming our way and a whole bunch of stuff, so be sure to check me out on there, too. And you can uh, stream them if you go to their website at K-E-S-T-A-M in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, what do you say? Let's get right into it. It is time now for... Remake Madness, and we do have some coming your way, and it's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, the video game Tetris. Remember that one? It's being remade into a movie. So I don't know what it is with with games like that. I, I just can't see a movie coming from those things. And uh, they're doing it, you know, with the Ouija board. But that's, you know, it's a story with the Ouija board in it. But Tetris, I, I don't know, just don't understand it. But that's the way uh, Hollywood seems to be going. And another new Frankenstein movie has been announced. And this one will have Frankenstein in modern-day L.A. And director Max Landis will be redoing the Frankenstein story also. And it stars James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe. And that's coming out in 2015. So a lot of Frankensteins have come our way. And there's still a lot more going to be coming our way soon. So uh, get ready for those. Those are uh, just doesn't the monster doesn't seem to want to die. But that's it for Remake Madness for this week. So let's check out upcoming new movies next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, Steve Carell will star in a comedy called Acme. Now, they haven't said what this one is about, but with the word Acme in there, I can only think of, you know, like the Roadrunner and the, uh, you know, those those cartoons. So 
That that sort of is what I'm leaning toward that it's going to be, but it may not. We'll find out. And the Coen brothers will direct, and they already wrote, a film called Hail Caesar. Now, this stars Scarlett Johansson, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, and George Clooney. And this is set in the 1950s, and it involves Hollywood fixers who try to keep the studio stars in line. And this is a comedy, so we'll find out what happens with that one. And Daniel Radcliffe is busy. He is going to play... Uh, the son of the architect of the Brooklyn Bridge. And it uh, falls on the son, Daniel Radcliffe, to complete the bridge. And the movie is called Brooklyn Bridge. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Sequel City. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, sequels coming your way. Maze Runner 2 has been given the go-ahead by 20th Century Fox, and you can look for it on September 18th, 2015. It's going to be called Maze Runner Scorch Trials. Godzilla 2 will stomp into theaters on June 4th, 2018, and a Zombieland 2 film will be in the works, or maybe in the works at least. That's what they're saying. Sony says a scriptwriter has been hired for that. That's it for Sequel City, coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, January 27th, Downton Abbey, Season 5, will land on Blu-ray and DVD. And on December 2nd, Zane Grey Theatre, the complete third season, rides as the anthology Western series, hits in a four-disc DVD set. And In Search of Aliens, Season 1, lands in stores on December 9th on DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD on November 18th, Reclaim, with John Cusack, arrives on Blu-ray and DVD, dealing with human trafficking in a pulse-pounding thriller. And on, uh, let's see, December 12th, you can catch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes as it jumps onto Blu-ray and DVD. And on December 12th, also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Megan Fox. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Netflix has made its mark on TV, as we all know. Now it's looking to change the way we see first-run movies. Netflix has struck a deal with Adam Sandler. He will make four new movies that you will only catch on Netflix. And the former producer of Lost says he believes a continuation of the story of Lost will eventually come to TV. So we'll have to watch out for that one, that's for sure. That's it for TV time. Next on On Screen to Beyond, it's time for birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and 
Celebrity birthday time on October 5th. Karen Allen turns 63. She, of course, is from Indiana Jones fame and a whole lot of other things. And Kate Winslet of Titanic turns 39. October 7th, look for Simon Cowell, the old curmudgeon there, for he's going to turn 54. And look for John Cougar Mellencamp to turn 62. October 8th, Matt Damon turns 43. And Chevy Chase turns 70. October 9th, Scott Bakula turns 59, and Brandon Roth of Superman Returns turns 34. October 10th, Mario Lopez turns 40. October 11th, Luke Perry, 47, and Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates turns 67 years old. Listener birthdays. Well, October 7th, Stephen from Chicago, Illinois turns 34. And October 10th, Dawn in Queensland, Australia. And she says she is turning none of my business. (laughs) That's it. That's it for birthdays for our listeners. And if you would like to send your name or a friend's name and tell us when their birthday is, where they're from, and maybe, if you want, how old they are. Or tell us it's none of your business. Whichever way you want to do it, we want to wish you a happy birthday. So you can send it to me. At feedback at onscreenbeyond.com, I'll see you about getting that on for you. And uh, we appreciate it very much, even though it's none of our business. (laughs) All right. Now, I had the opportunity when I was at the California Independent Film Festival, and I sat down with Justin Henry, who was the youngest Oscar-nominated person. When he was, what, six years old or something like that, he was in Kramer versus Kramer, and he was nominated for an Oscar. I had a chance to sit down with him. We had a great conversation. And here it is coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who was the youngest person ever nominated for an Oscar for his role in Kramer vs. Kramer. It's Justin Henry. Justin, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, nice to see you. Well, Justin, Kramer vs. Kramer, 16 Candles, some really amazing movies that you were in. With Kramer vs. Kramer, how old were you when you actually started that film? Um, I was about six and seven when we were shooting. Now, how did it come about that... You got the part. Uh, is it something that, you know, obviously you weren't looking to be in, in films. Were your parents uh, heading you that way? No, it was really um, sort of a small world situation. I was in school in, in suburbs of Manhattan, and Shirley Rich, who was the casting director for the movie, um, wasn't sure of what she wanted for the role of Billy and Kramer vs. Kramer, so she went to schools around the area and chose kids that she thought might fit the profile to go to open auditions and uh and that's how i got the part i sort of was there that day and um i was asked to go to this audition along with some other uh kids in my school and off we went that was quite a long time ago so do you remember actually all the the goings-on during that filming and everything you know i remember most of it um i think in some cases my mind plays some tricks on me and i remember stuff in um sort of the way it's the, the way I remember it is not always the way it happened, but um, 
But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. With Kramer versus Kramer, now you worked with probably two of the greatest actors around alive right now, Dustin Hoffman and Mel Streep. Uh, what are your memories of them? That they were very generous, you know, that they were very caring and that they were very um, supportive. You know, it was a it was an odd making a movie is an odd situation for a young person. Um, and they were really nurturing and caring and kind. And, um, you know, I think it's, it was a special situation. Having them in the film and then you get nominated for an Oscar. How was that for a six-year-old to be nominated for an Oscar? Did you have any, any idea of what was really going on? You know, I, I, I really didn't understand sort of the gravity of, of the Oscar and the Academy Awards, you know, that, this was 1979, the year it was nominated, that I was nominated. Um, and I wasn't really aware that this was sort of the the, the most uh, important award that you could get. You know, we were up for a lot of awards in many countries. Um, we did a very, very large uh, tour to support the movie in the United States, in Japan, in uh, Italy, in London. And this was sort of the culmination of that sort of experience. So it felt like this was the big sort of kahuna, if you will. So did you get to go to the actual Oscars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to the Oscars. I went to uh, the awards in in Japan. I went to the awards in Italy. Yeah. That, that must have been amazing to go to those places at that age. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. You know, I was nominated for two Golden Globes. I won the David Di Donatello um, as the Best Supporting Actor in a Foreign Film. Um did not win the Academy Award, but the Academy Awards were amazing. It was just a wonderful experience. Do you remember who was up? you were up against? I was up against uh, Melvin Douglas, who ultimately won. I was up against Frederick Forrest um, for The Rose. Um, the same year, Apocalypse Now was also nominated for Best Picture, so it was probably somebody from that as well. Um, so it was, a pretty, it was a pretty good mix. Looking back at it now, does it just amaze you that, you know, that here you are nominated for an Oscar at that age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, a huge honor. You know, it, it, I think based on the movie and, and based on the way it goes, um, I was pretty fortunate. Do you have any memories of, uh, fun things or different things that went on during the filming? Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff. You know, the, the relationship that Dustin and I sort of cultivated on screen was the result of what we did off screen. And, we would go biking and we would sing songs and we would spend, you know, when you're making a movie, you're spending huge amounts of time with people. So we did all sorts of things, you know, cooking, um, running around New York City, uh, going to parks. You know, it was, it was pretty much everything you could think of. Yeah. And uh, did you spend more time with Dustin than Merrill? Oh, yeah. Much, much, much more. You know, um, you know, the, the probably 90 percent of the time with Dustin because – I assume ninety percent of my scenes are with. And uh, do you see any of them now after all these years? You know, I, I run into them every once in a while, but no, we don't really sort of seek each other out. No, you know, uh, I think Mara lives in Connecticut. I live in California, and Dustin does too. Then you went on to playing a part in Sixteen Candles. Did you do any roles in between those? Not really. You know, I, I, I put acting on hold to go to um, high school and, well, elementary school. And then when I was 13, 
between 13 and 15, I did about six or seven movies, actually. Um, 16 Candles being one of them. Um, but I hadn't done anything really in between. Now, 16 Candles, what made you decide to, to go for that role? Did, you, did they call you or did you go for it? Or? Yeah, they called me and asked me to come in and, and read for it. Um, you know, my agents were great. They sort of were like, hey, you know, this is a really funny role. This would be a good thing for Justin to do. It's going to be a big movie. Um, and I went in and I read for it with John Hughes and Molly Ringwald, which it was just really fun. And I, we all got along very well, very quickly. Um, and it was just a, a fun movie to be a part of. Yeah. Now, with that movie, do you have any special memories? Oh, I have a lot. You know, I was older. It was a different story. It was much more fun to be on. I had much more freedom, but I had to keep going to school, which was always sort of a bummer. Um, but but working with Getty Watanabe, who plays Long Duck Dong in the movie, was was a lot of fun because he's just a ball of laughs. Um, and just, you know, having a great time in, in Chicago. You know, Chicago's an amazing city. That's where we shot most of that film. Yeah, Getty's been on the show about a year ago. We had him on, and, and he's just a riot. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a funny, funny man. He's very talented. And I look back at his performance, and it's, you know, you, you, you sort of think that that's, this guy's Long Duck Dong, but Getty's actually, you know, he's a... Born and raised in California, he's just a, a, a great actor. The other night, last night, uh, you were on stage with some of your fellow people from 16 Candles. So uh, how was it? Have you seen any of them since then? Yeah, no. We did a screening of 16 Candles um, just the other night for the California Independent Film Festival. And no, I, I hadn't seen anybody. You know, we uh, uh, Getty Watanabe was there, who plays Long Duck Dong. Debbie Pollock, who plays his girlfriend. Um and it was the first time I'd seen both of them in, in probably 15 years. Now, did you talk to Dan, uh, Darren about uh, how he came about to be in the crowd? I, I did, and I thought that was amazing. Darren um, also plays sort of one of the, the geeks in the movie. And, yeah, I guess he had read about it and decided to just come and check it out. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, would, I was amazed when he walked up. I had no idea. It was, it was kind of a special moment. Yeah. It was good to see you all on stage. Now, how old were you during 16 Candles? Uh, 13. Now, you took another break, right, in, in acting after that? Yeah. When I hit about 15, um, I, the last movie that I did was um, a movie called Sweetheart's Dance with Don Johnson and, and Susan Sarandon and Jeff Daniels. Um, and then after that, I needed to sort of focus on school and get into college, and I, I did that. I sort of took... A sabbatical and, and went to to college for four years, you know, and got my degree, um, got a couple of degrees, and then um, went back to making movies. I did a bunch of movies with uh, John Frankenheimer, and um, and was on ER for a while, and then sort of got back into it after that. And now I just happened to watch your uh, latest short that that's out. To, that was interesting. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting little short film called Smokin'. It's also at the California Independent Film Festival, and uh, yeah, the director Oliver Crowley is a friend of mine, and he said he's doing this sort of surreal film about the trials and tribulations of smoking, and uh, and he asked me if I could play sort of a you know a sort of a a, a funny slave driver uh, boss. And I said, sure, you know, and I read it. It was very funny, and, and it was a, a good, good, fun thing to be a part of. I mean, that's the greatest thing. I mean, you know, for me, making movies is really about the people that you get to work with, you know, and it's spending the time with those people um, rather than sort of the volume of work. It's sort of the quality of the work. And it was funny because after the film was shown, uh, Oliver was doing a Q&A, and somebody asked, you know, are you pro-smoking or anti-smoking? <laughs> 
anti. Because it, you know, it was just well, they'd have to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll have to see the movie, and you, I think you're going to be able to see it on iTunes, and on uh, I think maybe even on YouTube uh, pretty soon. You know, we just scored a worldwide distribution deal for it, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have any other projects you're working on? There's a couple of things that I'm working on that I uh, I'm writing movies. I've got a couple of things that I'm thinking about directing, and then there are a couple of acting gigs that I'm circling i guess is the best word to put it but we'll see i have a lot of other things that i do and and if everything comes together right it'll be great now i want to finish up with two final questions and it takes us away from acting and the academy awards and everything else more of a personal thing if you watch tv some people tell me they don't watch tv but if you watch tv what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past and also what are your favorite movies now and of the past that's a great question. Um, I do watch TV, but I don't really watch scripted television. I watch, you know, I think one of my favorite shows right now is Tosh.0. Oh. I love, I love Tosh.0. Oh. Um, I love Deadliest Catch. You know, I like, uh, I, I'm a, a bit of a news junkie. Um, so I watch mostly sort of, uh, I guess, reality and, and sort of commentary TV, for lack of better words. I love Bob's Burgers. You know, I like sort of the, the dark comedy end of the television spectrum. And uh, the same in the movie, the movie business. You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, I haven't seen a huge amount of movies lately. I'm trying to th- actually remember the last movie I saw, and, and I, I, you know, I can't do it. Um, but I really do like sort of. The, I like the the larger scale movies. I like independent movies. Um, I don't really like you know the rom coms and sort of. Uh, a lot of the Hollywood fare. I really like sort of more of the off the beaten path fare. And then some of the bigger movies I, I do like. I am, um, you know, I like the Hunger Games movies. Um, I guess that's really sort of the last big Hollywood fare that I liked. I did just see uh, The Giver um, with Meryl Streep, and, and I did not like that. Um, so it's hard. I'm, I'm a pretty fickle movie fan. Any favorites, older ones? Uh, yeah, I have multiple. I mean, my top five would probably be um, Apocalypse Now, uh, The Right Stuff, Ordinary People, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, that's sort of in my vein. Yeah. Well, Justin, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. Justin Henry, I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Great guy. Kramer versus Kramer is a little boy nominated for an Oscar, the youngest person ever nominated for an Oscar. And uh, so it's fun to talk to him and find out the, the story behind everything else that uh, we know and see in the movie. And it's just so fun to hear them talk about that. And, of course, if you go to onscreenandbeyond.com, you can hear the story from all of your favorite actors and actresses and musicians around the world and hear it right from their mouth. You know, they'll tell you. It's not one of these things where, you know, somebody tells you, well, I heard this guy say this and everything. It's from them. They're the ones telling us. So it's so much fun to hear that. And if, if you have a suggestion for somebody that you would like to hear at On Screen and Beyond, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on here. And uh, I try to get as many as I can. Uh, in fact, I try to get them all, but uh, sometimes I can't. Uh, and, uh, but I will try. So, uh, please. And it also helps me too, because, uh, you know, sometimes you send in things that, uh, I don't know, or I don't, uh, not that I don't know about them, but, uh, and sometimes you send in people who I'm not even thinking of. So 
just uh, go ahead and send it to me at feedback at onscreenorbeyond.com. Love to hear from you. If you've got a birthday coming up, be sure to send it to us with your name, uh, where you live, and how old you are if you want. You can say the first name and last name, whichever way you prefer. Uh, whatever you're doing, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable with. And uh, we'll get that on in our birthday segment here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, please leave us a review. We'd love to have uh, that up there so we get more people to listen to On Screen and Beyond. It gets their everything out there. And uh, I guess that's about it. Looking over my paperwork here, uh, we've got some great guests coming your way. And I hope you're going to keep listening. Tell a friend that uh, you can hear all these people at onscreenandbeyond.com or go to iTunes, just type in On Screen and Beyond, and it'll get it right there. And they're all there, all 333 episodes with some great guests. So check it out, and I uh, hope you'll join me next week when we once again take you On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm-hmm.